I love street food. That's yeah. why we do say we're Mexican street food. Mm -hmm. When I travel, I don't necessarily search out like what's the fanciest Michelin star restaurants. I'm like, talk to the person working at the bank. Like, where do you go for lunch? And that's how I like to research places. Before we get started, I have a small favor to ask from you. Currently, 85% of our viewers are not subscribed. My goal is 50%. So if you've ever liked any of the videos we've posted, if you like this channel, can you do me a quick favor and hit that subscribe button? It helps this channel more than you know. And the bigger the channel gets, the bigger the guests get, and the more exceptional the properties get. Thank you and enjoy this episode. I'm John Graft, and I love Chicago real estate. Between showings, I stop in my favorite places, talk with local business owners, and bring their story to you. This is my Chicago. When, when you're developing things on the menu, when you're working out new recipes, have you eaten somewhere and you're like, I really like this, I wanna try and do something like it? Or what's pushing that change? I definitely, when I travel, I'm a very adventurous eater. And Sometimes my stomach doesn't like me for that. <laughs> but um, no, that's definitely uh, the motivation is going to new places. How are they doing this? How are they doing that? I do have limitations because my kitchen is very tiny. So I constantly have to, re if we re make a new dish, we're like, how are we going to make something new with what we already have? Yeah. And that's a challenge. But, you know, I also observe fast food chains and those places, and that's what they do. They recreate dishes what you have because that's how you cut cost and you're reusing the same product, uh, especially when you have space limitations. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's definitely how, you know, we, we're seasonally, like right now we have fish tacos and normally don't have fish in the menu. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, oh, we introduce one new item but everything else that goes on the taco has to already be here. Um, yeah, you, you go, sorry. <laughs> I feel like when I look at a place like Taco Bell, it's just what you said about fast food. It's like, I feel like they know their next 20 years of things they're gonna offer already. And they're just slowly pushing them out. Like, okay, now we're gonna do the Dorito tortilla or whatever it is. Yeah, just, now it's a Dorito, now it's a round Dorito. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's part of just reusing same product. And there's nothing wrong with that because yeah. the more you use the same product you have, the fresher it's going to be. And that's very important. I do shopping twice a week. Well, three, three shopping days so that we always have like fresh meats in house and fresh vegetables or whatever that we use. Um, so going shopping a lot for me is also a burden, but it's got to be done. What does that look like? So, um, you know, doing all these interviews with all these different businesses and all the restaurants I've gone to, I am so surprised at how small their kitchens are. They, they, You've never seen a smaller one than mine. <laughs> I, we're gonna see, yeah, we haven't seen it yet. I'm going to check that out. But it's it's kind of unbelievable. I see people just so tight, moving past each other, yeah. getting past one another. Now, going with all the food, you're going three times a week. Are they delivering that or you're going to get it? I'm going to get it. Um, Why I, is that? I tried the delivery. Um, because we're a smaller place, uh, delivery companies want you to order X amount of things and they charge more. And so sometimes I'm like, it was a slow week. I don't need 20 items. I need mm -hmm. seven items. So it keeps your cost down. I okay. mean, doing it myself. It takes a lot more of my time, but I also get to pick the product. So if I get a bag of jalapenos, I go through them, they give me a bag of whatever the fuck they got. Yeah. And if I do it, I like not gonna pick the ugly ones and they're gonna it tastes better and last longer. So 
yeah, picking it out yourself. Uh, it does it does add a lot of hours to my time. I bet. But that's why you get employees for the other part, so that you can focus on those kind of things. What's it like retaining an employee in this environment? I've, I, everyone talks about all the struggles with employment. People aren't working. It's hard to hire yeah. right now. We're in this strange place where everything's more expensive. There's inflation. There's all this stuff going on. <clears throat> how do you keep the people you have and how do you look for new people when you need to? So, well, I mean, you have to put yourself in like their shoes. Yeah. Like if you're them, how, how do you want to be treated? How, what would you want from being here? And that's where it starts. So it's a, you have to be a somewhat competitive with overall wages in the area. Obviously wages is the number one thing everyone's going to look for. Um, and then also like, what do you do for employees? Like, do you offer them a meal? Do you offer them discounts, whatever it is, how do you treat them? Do they ask for days off? Are you giving it to them? So it's kind of like, you have to work with them. You have to be there. You can't just be like, fuck you. I'm the boss. And you know what I mean? Cause you burn people out. And so hiring it's tough. Uh, like every other business we've had our issues with searching for the right people. Cause it's the right person for your fit. You know, yeah. there's some people that are happy with this environment and are okay with taking less money. Or there's people that I was like, no, I'd rather go work at Chili's and make double, you know? So it's kind of finding the right personality personality that fits your environment and your criteria. What does the average person's work week look like? How many days are they working? How many hours? What, what days are your busiest days? Our busiest days are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, they switch up. Sundays are getting a little busier, but we're open all day. We're open for brunch, dinner. So those are the busiest days. Um, let me see. Right now, I mean, right now, everyone's working almost full time. Okay. Yeah. We're trying to introduce more people now that things are starting to change in the right direction. So we're getting a little busier and uh, we're needing more people. A lot of people have two jobs. Okay. And we're trying to accommodate to that so that if you don't want burned out people in here not doing a good job. So we're trying to introduce two people. It, it seems like whoever is working in this industry, whether you're owning it or working in it, it's still, there's something passionate about it. People want to be in this space. They want to be serving other people. They want to create an experience for people. It, it's in you or it's not. And if yeah. it's not, you get the fuck out. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, it's gotta be in you. You have to like to do it. Like I love, I've always loved hosting. I was the kid that threw the keggers in high school, uh -huh. that threw those wild backyard parties and whatnot. So I've always been hosting and that's what I'm doing now to a different level. So um, you have to love it. You can't be like, well, I hate people and I want to own a restaurant. Like, no, you're there. You like it or you don't. And you cannot not like to work. <laughs> I was I was walking through the airport not too long ago. I saw all these iconic Chicago restaurants, right? Uh, and I'm like, where are you guys? So you have there was like a list in the airport or? No, they, it's like they took all the places that Maybe you were in Chicago, you didn't get an opportunity to eat there, but here we are in the airport. Okay. And I feel like you guys are on on that kind of list. Yeah. Like people come here when they come, if they find out about you, they're going to come here and yeah. they're going to be very happy that they did. So are you considering opening up the location, something you ever thought about? What's that look like for you? I currently have thought of 
other business opportunities, not okay. necessarily a duplicate of what this is. Mm -hmm. So I do have uh, something in the works that I would like to open us another business. Okay. Semi-related, but not necessarily reproducing this. Okay. Can we go into any details on that? I cannot at the moment. Fair enough. I don't like to jinx myself. Fair enough. But maybe we'll have this conversation again. So. Yeah, it will do that. Okay. <laughs> I have, yeah. to, I have to pry a little bit. So is it still food service? There will be food involved. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, so there's some type of entertainment value or something along those lines. There will be entertainment. There will be, yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I'm a, like I tell you, I always like to keep a new idea that I strive towards to keep me motivated. Yes. Yeah. Doing the same shit every day is not. I could, I could see that. It's, I don't want to say stagnant, but. If you do this long enough, you're like, okay, I, I kind of got this down. Maybe I perfected it, quote unquote, but I'm ready to do something else. Yeah. So for me, it's been 13 and a half years. So, I mean, obviously the whole hiccup with the COVID stuff that kind of like had to start all over again. Yeah. But now it's kind of like, all right, you start looking at your numbers from year to year and it's like, all right, so we're kind of tapping out at this and this is what it does and this is what it is. And there's some room for growth. Um, so yeah, that's, I'm ready for something new to keep me motivated, you know? I'm local realtor, Jacqueline Craft. Check out our YouTube channel, Craft Real Estate, for the largest collection of curated properties here in Chicago. Whenever you're ready to buy or sell, drop a line, let's talk. Thank you for watching, and I hope you've enjoyed this interview. Do you any partners in this business? I do not. No? Have you ever considered taking on partners? Um, possibility, mm -hmm. not necessarily this one, maybe for future endeavors. Mm -hmm. yeah. When you were opening this, did you consider it at all or? Um, I didn't because I knew with the circumstances of, uh, the lady who owned this restaurant, I knew that I had the finances to do it on my own. Mm -hmm. So I was like, why not? What was that like? How did you deal with the finances of opening up a restaurant? Um, I luckily saved up a little bit of money and then I took out a small loan. Okay. And, um, but like I told you that I got a lot of information from people that were in the industry yeah. that were surrounding me. And so I would ask them and every single owner that I talked to told me, do not get a partner. Okay. And everyone was very strong about if you can do it on your own, do it on your own. So that's what I did. So you had a bank loan without any previous experience in the industry. Is that right? Yeah. But it was, uh, th this place was going out of business. It wasn't a big loan. Okay. It was already a business mm -hmm. such the cosmetic changes. Oh, so did you technically buy the business? No, no, I, I paid for whatever was left here, but I started my own corporation, my own business. I kind of just got a bit like, well, this is the furniture, whatever that's left in here. And I just paid for that and did cosmetic because they just wanted somebody to rent the place because mm -hmm. they had already gone out of business. So they were just like, take over. And then I had a bunch of friends, like 20 of us came in here and they all helped me. They all helped me. That's cool. Paints and knock shit over and just redo the whole place. So I had a lot of help from friends and family to start up. What inspires you? What inspires me in life and in the industry or <laughs> whatever you want to talk about? I don't know. 
A reason to live? <laughs> Does this give you a reason to wake up in the morning? <laughs> a reason to wake up? Something to uh -huh. try to do stuff other people don't do? Mm -hmm. You know? Awesome. I opened this find. when I was 26 years old. Okay. The only reason I opened it is because I didn't know what a restaurant. I never even worked in a restaurant or I would have never done it. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling Justine, I was like, I was such a dumbass. I was like, I should have at least worked at a restaurant before. Where's some of your favorite places in Chicago? Let me see. For which type of food? I love going, I love going to Chinatown restaurants. Mm -hmm. Love me some Asian cuisine. What do you like? Love, let me see. I like Triple Crown's my go to over there. Okay. The original Triple Crown. I love. Joy's, I love Joy's noodles up uh -huh. on Broadway for Tsai. Yeah. The smoothies they have there. Uh -huh. Yeah, I like, uh, let me think. What other good places? I mean, obviously there's your, like, full with a chow and stuff like that. There's, there's the obvious places. Uh -huh. um, I mean, let me think. Yeah, I like tacos at Tres Pasadas down the street. Totally. I have no issues going to. The local, there's a tamale lady in the corner of my house I'll go to. Uh -huh. I love street food. That's yeah. what we do say. We're Mexican street food. Mm -hmm. When I travel, I don't necessarily search out, like, what's the fanciest Michelin-style restaurants? I'm like, talk to the person working at the bank, like, where do you go for lunch? And that's how I like to research places. I'm in the same boat. I go to wherever I travel, I go to the bar. And I'm like, sit at the bar. Where do talk, you go? Talk to a few spots. Talk yeah. to a few people. Find out a new spot. We A lot of people from... Uh, what what is that place called, Justine? The the place from the 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 breakfast, the hotel bed and breakfast. Oh, the Levitt Street Tab. What's it called, Levitt Street? Well, it's like the bed and breakfast above Levitt Street Tab. Yeah, so they send people to us over the years a lot, uh -huh. and even that tap place orders catering from us. So, yeah, that's a perfect example. They're like, hey, where do we go? And they send them over here all the time. It's perfect. And um, the arcade place sends people over here all the time. And we're hoping more businesses open around here. It's, it's only so moving. It's kind of moving from every direction to yeah. here, finally. Pe Full attendance. People Russia's are opening this. up. They opened up a taco joint down the street, uh -huh. Taco Stringones. And that first, place is really good. It's really good. They're I like know. $5 yeah. tacos, but yeah. they're really good. They're really good. good. Yeah. And at first, people are like, Oh, are, are you worried that they're opening? And yeah. I'm like, why? They're bringing people into that's the neighborhood. That's only good for you. I was like, I'm happy with anyone that's bringing more people to the neighborhood. Yeah. And I was like, and their tacos are good. Yeah. And their tacos are different than ours. Yeah. So maybe someone they knew they bring to the neighborhood, maybe one day they don't want to go there and they're going to come here. Or, you know what I mean? Vice versa. So I have no issues. I was like, and I was like, I've been here 13 fucking years. Do you think a new taco joint is going to bring me down? Yeah. Like, I'm not worried about that stuff. If uh, I think an octopus taco there, that's really good. Oh yeah, I haven't tried yeah. that. Yeah, we uh, that attic. That's the place we went with Ben and Jackie, or we brought them the food. Oh, we did the interview. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the churros are all yeah, they're yeah. awesome. They have yeah, everything on the menu is good. The food was all really yeah, good. they're really good. They do the handmade tortillas and stuff. So yeah, I'm, my blessing to them. I'm when people try to. Hey, are you worried? Come on. We're not the same kind of place. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what's... You fostered something that's different here. Yeah. So no one's ever going to be like, Oh, Estrella that's like... You can't do that. You are completely on a level on your Thank own. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That was the goal. <laughs>
So you, if you want something here, you have to come here. Yes. You can't be like, well, we could just go to this place. Like, no, if you're craving here, you're coming here. If someone's coming here for the first time, what do you recommend the order? First time I, I, I go through phases with the menu. Uh, I would definitely say get like a sampler of tamales. They take longer, but my mom makes them. They're really oh, fresh. Yeah? Your yeah. mom's making the tamales? Yeah, they're really Ooh. fresh. You, I would say get like some tamales, the pozole, some pomegranate guacamole, maybe a chorizo goat cheese quesadilla. It's real good. You guys put goat cheese on the wings too, right? On the wings, yeah. Oh, I always love that. And we, it's we, such we, a good touch. Well, for me, it was... Uh, Instead of a dipping sauce, usually you want the dipping sauce for the you, creaminess. You throw the cheese, you dip it in the cheese. And, it's so cool. And it was because we already have goat cheese. And yeah. remember I told you, you reuse product yep. on hand. So that's what we did. And um, I don't know if you're aware, we won uh, the, the Wing Festival. No. We had first place once and second place three times wow. in the, uh, for exotic wings. Exotic wings. Yeah. It's a good category. Yeah, you guys are totally there's three category. categories, yeah. So we've got first place once and second place three times. What are the other categories? Uh, exotic, hot, and what's the other one? Traditional, I believe. Okay. It's like spicy, regular, and exotic. Who are the winners of the others? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. It's always the same people in those competitions. Well, I don't even, let me think. I'll put always wins. I'll okay. put lounge. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was up there. Uh, I think it was. It's been a couple of years now since we were in that. When I but think when I think Mexican, I don't think wings. You don't, but tamarind spicy tamarind sauce is Mexican. So so, so how'd that happen? What, what made you put wings on? I love wings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I love wings. <laughs> I love I love wings, and then it's like you know we have some TVs, watch sports, and like people just want wings and a beer. Yeah, you know, and we do Wednesday. Dollar wings, three dollar beers. So I'm like, well, I like going to those places. Why can't I have something like that? We had to come here on a so Thursday. We didn't we? No. Yeah. <laughs> There's Thursday we did three dollar panadas and five dollar pomegranate sangrias. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> we do our, our weekday specials. Um we'll pick a couple of things. How do you choose those? Um we nor I, I try to go with stuff that's probably um will come out quicker. A and maybe some higher profit margin stuff. Although wings have lost their profit margin. Price has gone up a ton, right? A ton. They went from 69 cents to $3 a pound. Wow. Okay. So that's why it's no longer 50 cent wing nights. Yeah. <laughs> now it's dollar wing nights. Yeah. Everything has gone up. And um, so, so, yeah. How's we, that affected you? Because you can't pass all that cost on to the consumer. I mean, you you have to to a certain amount you still have to stay competitive within the neighborhood exactly. and you have to see whatever everyone else has done but yeah definitely you cannot stay stagnant or you're gonna fail and uh, especially you know making a tamarind sauce requires a lot more work and also using goat cheese that's a very expensive cheese so it's like our wings are already like a little expensive to make so i mean you just ha- you have to make you have to alter stuff, you know, you have to look at the numbers, use your spreadsheet and hey, this is the cost and this is what it's telling us to charge. So you have to do it. And then you look at what the neighborhood's charging. Well, what are they charging? All right. Well, they're not the same wings, but you still you can't have ten dollar wings here. I mean, you can't have twenty dollar wings here and then they're ten dollars there. So, yeah, you have to say competitive. 
Well, you guys so, have the full wing too. We do the full wing, yeah, as opposed to wing. other places. Like if, if you see, if you just see, if you hear about it, or you see it on a menu. You're like, okay, well, that's a dollar, then it's two dollars over there. But you don't know you're getting twice as much wing over here. Yeah, it's whole wings. Yeah, it's whole wings. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's how we. Are there any items with all the prices increasing and the inability to pass all that cost onto the consumer because you need to stay competitive? Are there items where you've seen a significant reduction in your margin or some things that you've had to just quit altogether because of that, because of supply chain restraints and inflation? We've had, uh, let me see. Uh, I, I mean, for the most part, I just eliminated a couple of menu items. Like we used to have like sweet potato fries. I and love I was those. Like, yeah, I know, and we haven't, we haven't brought them back, but I was like, we already have other fries and that's already, so we like right. We're, well, you guys have the the maple glaze that was the on them too. Agave nectar oh, with cinnamon. Agave, yeah. Oh, we get people so all the time like we want to order those, yeah. so we'll, we'll bring them back. We'll bring them back. So you know, we will transition, and then we want to bring it back, and then just a specials. So it's like, well, come back now because they're here now. Yeah. Or, and we found that that works the best with having specials. Is like, all right, we'll just make it available during this month. Like our fish taco will only be available for till the end of this month. I like that idea because if I know a place is going to have something for a limited amount of time on a menu, I go there. Yeah. I, I always describe it to sales, especially like it's selling real estate. Like you have to price it right to begin with because people are going to have this FOMO feeling yeah. where they're like, I need to go now before someone else takes it because look at the price. That's a good price. Exactly. And with food, it's, it's not about the price. It's just about here's this item. Supply and demand. Yes. We, we, we have this. That's all there is. Next month, they're not going to have it. Let's make sure we go. Yeah. And um, yeah, definitely. We, we do like a February our strawberry mole and then we leave it on the menu so you could see it, but you can't order it. Then everybody wants to order it when it's not there. Same with our fish tacos. So then now when it's available, we do our promotional like, hey, available now, available mm -hmm. this month, like come get it now. How do you promote things? We do mostly social media. Uh -huh. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, those kind of things. Um, do you have an email list? We have an email list. I don't use it as often. Um, I should. Why am I using it? You should totally use it. <laughs> yeah. E even if, because you guys don't have a POS that you bring to the table. You guys just sign bills like traditionally, right? We have a POS now that we bring to the table. Because if, if you could capture someone's email there, yeah, I bet I bet you'd see. Yeah, see we something we do like we did change our our POS system over the pandemic, so now we have. Uh, like when people do online ordering, so it captures your email and yeah. phone numbers and stuff. And we will definitely be using that for marketing. It's funny. The um, stats still show emails better than social. Really? Yes. Hmm. Even with a young generation, it doesn't matter just because you're getting it. Like as long as it's getting to the person's email, as long as they see it, it's. You're, and on you're, social, you're looking really at other things and you're looking to be entertained. So you're like, nah, 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 nah. yeah, I don't care about your I guess, special. Yeah, you're right. To look back into that it's been a while since we've done email marketing i'm always surprised by the results from email marketing hmm. uh what are you using toast or what POS toast. yeah everyone seems to be using toast now why did you switch to that they had uh we were already looking to upgrade and um doing research we found that they had the best reviews and they came to us with a great deal okay so they came to us at the right time with a great deal and it's very easy to use. Um, they're user friendly and they're competitive with their pricing. So we've had no issues. We love it. We love having that much control, the back end of it. Like 
right now, uh, you know, like saying we're out of stock or something or this or that, just everything all together. And it has like collects the email addresses of people and you could do direct marketing through that. Yeah. And then. Oh, so they allow you to do direct marketing through Toast too? Toast, so they yeah. do email marketing? They, they have the emails that are. So right now, if you place a order through here, it's going to ask for your email address for you to complete the order. The receipt, and then, yeah. So I have collected emails. Um, I also have... Um, Can you do SMS too? SMS, like text. text? Yeah. I haven't tried, but it collects phone numbers. Text is huge too. Text is huge. The, yeah, the response rates on text are really big. They're better than email right now. Really? Yeah. I get annoyed when I get text me promotions. Too, me too, <laughs> but not if I want them. So for instance, we're talking about Zanies, right? Yeah. I love the Zanies texts. They're, okay. they're like, hey, uh, tickets right now, two hours, whatever, buy them. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even know about this. Totally in. Yeah, you're right. Because you could just stop if you don't like it, right? Yeah, you can stop You'd it. like, hey, stop How it. I stop it? And it's easier to stop than an email because I get a million emails, so many. Text them, I feel like I'm only given that number if I want it to begin with, too. Yeah. That's the only time I'm entering my, my number. If it's a business I want to get your promos from. I just wonder if people would feel it's intrusive if you just started texting them. It's, they, it's they, only for things they want, right? So it's a special. It's yeah. like, hey, now we're offering this. Only good news. Nothing that's spammy. Yeah. I think that's the key. It has to be very useful. Half off with this text. Yeah. This week. Yeah. 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 Or for like 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 a flash. Like maybe you're gonna have a, a flash slow sale. you're gonna have a slow week because of some sporting event or something that's going on in Chicago. So okay, let's get people through the door. Yeah. And look into that. Yeah. Yeah. Is your ink fresh? I, no, see, I see some peeling. Yeah. Looks so, real. I mean, the there's a fresh, the, this five sessions, so, yeah, it's... How many hours is that? I'm about, let me see, five sessions, about 20 hours. Okay. You got one more session for detail. Did you draw that? No. No? I Actually, it. but what's cool is uh, my friend Beto, who designed the logo for the restaurant, he designed it. Okay. So, yeah. He's, I see he's... all the art around here. Yeah. Who? Um, we have we have our featured artist like Victor Montañez is the featured artist, uh -huh. and uh, we've also we've had different artists come in and out, but he's been our main featured artist. Uh, Beto Munoz, who designed our logo, is like the original, who first did our the first art pieces we had in here. He so he did the logo T-shirt. I like Tattoo. purple. It's good. You it's know we purple. we like to every time we make a shirt do like a color we haven't done before. Yeah. Or we tried to not repeat the same logo. Mm -hmm. And this logo we repeated because it's 10 years since we did this shirt. Okay. So we're like, hey, let's bring back the shirt because when we wear it, people are like, hey, I want that shirt. Yeah. Well, it kind of makes a collector's item in a way, right? Exactly. Yeah. And we're uh, we're about to do uh, a rebrand soon. Oh, yeah. So the same artist is going to just reconf hey. reconfigure the same logo. Okay. And um, just to grow. Yeah. What's prompting that? Um, I just feel, you know, it's, uh, I'm resigning a new lease, so that's A, and it's always good to have a new project ready to go, um, keep everyone motivated, mm -hmm. a new shirt, a new beer, we do collaborative beers. I saw we those do. right over there, I didn't know you guys did beer. Yeah, so we do beer, we've been doing it since our, like, ninth year, I believe. Okay. And first we started off with uh, Blue Island Beer Company, and we're doing a yearly uh, beer with them, a tamarind beer. And then we had interest with other beer companies wanting to do the same project. So we started working with Casa Humilde down the street, 
And uh, it was cool working with those guys because it's two Mexican guys. Uh, parents are from the same town as my parents. Cool. So I thought that was really cool. And um, so once uh, I started working with them and I saw how much freedom they gave towards um, making the beer, they're giving us like free platform, like recipe and label. And so we started working with them now and we, our last one was a molest out there. I saw that. Yeah. And then our next beer is gonna be uh, a sour beer, a pineapple cucumber. Okay. Yeah. What's Estrella Negra mean? Estrella Negra is Black Star. Uh -huh. um, it's a representation of like revolutionary thinking. It's always been a re revolutionary uh, iconic image. Mm -hmm. And so I've been drawn to that as an image overall. When I think of your place, I mean, I think of the food, of course, but I also think of the vibe you have here. Mm -hmm. Even walking in, it's like a DMT trip right around here on the door, it's like before, <laughs> right. before you even enter. And then you walk inside and you're like, okay, this is different. There's something going on here. And your your eyes move throughout every wall and every place. And then that's before you even sit down, right? right. Before you even take a look at the menu, yeah. your eyes are busy looking around here. Yeah, so um, part of the reason when I opened up the place, I wanted a, a, a place that showcased art, whether it's food on the walls, whatever it may be. And uh, I also want wanted a place where you feel you're coming to my house. Okay. Like you feel at home. I didn't want, that's why you don't see like a lot of advertisements. You don't see, you know, whatever it is, Bud Light signs or whatever it is. Cause I wanted the experience to be like, you're coming over to my house and I hang out. Yeah. Cause there's no better feeling than when you go hang out with a friend. Mm -hmm. So I like when people come here and you feel like you're at my house as opposed to, hey, I'm going to this restaurant and there's, digital advertisements and all this thing that's like, hey, hey, hey. Although I am subliminally showcasing you stuff to buy, but it's not like in your face. You know what I mean? When it's your stuff. So yeah, like, and it's, it's our it's stuff. It's like, hey, do you want to support the brand? Do you want to support us? Here's some swag. And we collaborate with other artists with everything we do, like the art on the walls and the t-shirts, the beer that we work with is other, always local people. I see those are separate and those weren't here last time I was here. Who does that section right over there? Okay, so that section right now is uh, Jamie Munoz. He is a tattoo artist from Lombard, uh -huh. brother of Beto Munoz. Okay. They own a tattoo shop together and he does uh, that new school caricature tattoo and art. He's currently doing gym shoes now. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Is he airbrushing them or is he designing he does, them? Or? Airbrush, yeah, like customizing. Mm -hmm. So the, they could be like, Batman shoes or whatever, and Jordans that are now whatever character, um, subject matter. But yeah, but yeah, that's what's awesome about working with new artists, and then we get new artwork in here, and it sort of gives a fresh paint job to the restaurant totally. without actually giving <laughs> a fresh paint job. So people are like, oh, would you guys do something in here? Which we did renovate recently, but... Still, even then, we've already changed our work once since renovating. So it brings, uh, you know, a fresh feel, fresh look, and you're uh, supporting a different person or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you ever sell any of the artwork? Um, it is, uh, we do sell it, yeah. Um, indirectly, is IRS watching those things? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, yeah, we, that's the point of having it up so that we could promote the artist and they can make a sale and um, yeah, that's cool. 
When I think of a restaurant, I think of one of the most intimidating businesses. You're dealing with things that are going bad in a week, if, if that. You're thinking of getting people in the door. You're thinking of the space, you have to heat, cool, decorate, take care of. Then you have all the employees. I might, might give, I feel like. <laughs> Stressed out. Yeah, right? yeah. Now we drink. There we go. <laughs> it, it, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. What, what made you want to do this? Uh, so I, I just had a, a, a passion for not necessarily just having a restaurant, but having a place that, that art and food and uh, I have a band, so music okay. and so I just kind of have always, it's always been in me and the opportunity arose for me to come upon this place. And I was like, that's perfect. Give me whatever place it is. <laughs> I'm good. How did the journey start? Um, let me see. Uh, it was an 08. No, yeah, it was 08 during the recession. So whoever owned this place was going bankrupt. So lucky for me, I was able to get a place at a cheap price. <laughs> Were you already looking to open up a restaurant, or did you? See it was already a it was already a vision of mine, okay. and uh, yeah, it was about getting up a, a restaurant, bar, and have arts. You know, uh, we've done here art shows, uh, piñata making classes. We do uh, loteria night, so we've we do several events here, which is what I was looking to do, like something that. It was more than just you come here to eat. Mm -hmm. The it's bonus that our food is also kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So your food tastes like no other food. When whenever I've brought people here, whenever I eat here, the reason I continue always started coming back is you have it. You're like, oh, I've never had this before. Right. I mean, you guys have burritos, but your burritos are not burritos. Yeah. You have this soup that the soup is awesome. Um, your wings are fantastic. I mean, everything, everything Thank is you. really good, and it, it stands out because it's just not what you're typically used to. When you think of Mexican, like I, I, when I always have a hard time describing this to people, because I'm like, it's Mexican, but it's not. Like I don't know what the influence is, but it's like something different than you're used to having. I brought my nieces here once, mm -hmm. and they're like, what are they, 20 and 16 now, and they're a little younger before that. They're like, what is like? They're, they're from the suburbs. Like, I've never had anything like this. Well, yeah. what's going on here? Well, th that's the point. Like, uh, having a Mexican restaurant, I, I do get criticism from traditional Mexican cultured people, uh, and saying that I'm not authentic. I'm like, well, nowhere am I advertising that I'm authentic Mexican. Well, and, there's authentic and Mexican there's a, everywhere. A billion Mexican restaurants, and every you could throw a rock outside right now and yeah. hit a Mexican restaurant. So I'm not trying to outdo them, and I'm not saying that they're bad restaurants because they're a lot of delicious restaurants. But I was trying to do my own take on food and my own twist on how uh, things that I like because I am of Mexican culture, but I'm born here in the U.S. Okay. And so there's things that like I spent summers in Mexico and uh, lived here. So there's my palate has things that I enjoyed there as a kid and or as an adult back and forth and kind of make a combination of it, like our tamarind chicken wings. Uh, the idea from that came about me eating all the time. There's tamarind, like spicy chili ch uh, candies, because yeah. every candy in Mexico has to be spicy. Yeah. And so when I was thinking, what do I like about wings? I'm like, I like sweet, I like sour, I like spicy. And the first thing that came to my mind was tamarind candy. Yeah. And we have tamarind wings, we have tamarind margaritas. And we had a timer in beer. So, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, kind of uh, take those ideas from just living and eating stuff 
from both cultures that has uh, brought on this. And because I'm not traditionally trained like as a cook or chef, mm-hmm. um, I don't follow rules that I think maybe a lot of people that go to culinary school do. That makes perfect sense. So then I think that's why I always have uh, a different taste and different twist to the food. Because for me, I'm like, I ask my mom, hey, ask grandma or ask her, hey, how do we... How do you make this? Okay, that's how you make a tamale. All right, so what if we put sugar in it and vanilla? And now we have a chocolate chip tamale, which they were upset about when I came out. And <laughs> it ended up being our best dessert. <laughs> it even brought a comedian Gabriel Iglesias in here and uh-huh. his crew. I saw chocolate that. chip tamale. Yeah. So is that what brought him in? Like yeah. That specific thing they wanted yeah. to try it. Yep. I met him at a show, invited him to the restaurant, and I told him chocolate chip tamales. Now I've known them for eight years. You like comedy? They come here. I love comedy. Yeah. Where do you go around here? Around here? Uh, we do the local spots, uh, Zanies uh-huh. and stuff. I live down the street from Zanies. Oh yeah. I was there last week. Yeah, I was yeah. there two weeks ago. <laughs> we're, we're setting up an interview with them right now. Oh right, right. Yeah. 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 I love Zanies. That's love a gr- that's a great spot to go to. Yeah. I, I love comedy because it's it's true, it's real, it's like one of the last free forms of expression that's really out there. Yeah. And it's like two hours. You have fun. Maybe you do. Even if you don't like the comic, you can still talk about the comic. And yeah. like you can talk about the bad jokes and have just as much fun with the bad jokes as the good For ones. For sure. It's funny because nowadays, like, comedians seem like smarter at politics than politicians do. 100%. And politics seem more like clowns than comedians do. <laughs> totally. Go figure. <laughs> so, did you create all the recipes? So, all the recipes, the traditional ones, are like family recipes, and then all of the adventurous ones. So, I have like four tamales. So, yeah, after that, I just would butcher them. I've come up with plenty of terrible dishes too, and I bet. that's how you find which one works. What do you think that is? For every good dish that ends up on the menu, how many bad dishes are put in the works? So, so the way the way I found that the menu evolved was I would get sick of what's currently on the menu, and then I would start <laughs> and I would start making stuff for myself, and the staff would be like, "Well, what are you eating? I want to I want to have that," and then we it kind of menu evolved that way. Obviously, during COVID, we cut a lot of stuff back and we minimized some menu items, but we made the proper transitions for us to survive through it. So no shame in that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Sometimes you have to trim down, pare down. Yeah, and I need. think it was it was good moves and good trimming. What were you doing before this? So I went to college, to Columbia College mm-hmm. for five years for arts. I was a film and video major for computer animation. Okay. And after that, I was uh, doing music uh, I have a band. Um, what do you do in the band? I do guitar and vocals and uh, writing. Okay. Um, do you do, uh, what, what are the Spanish songs? Novella, not novellas, those are the, the things people watch. But, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like the the romantic songs in like in Mexican culture? I don't do romantic songs. No? Okay. <laughs> I do punk rock romantic okay. songs. <laughs> I could kill a bitch. Ah. <laughs> no, we're, we're like, Punk, punk rock, Spanish, bilingual rock. So yeah, I was doing that. And then, so this is actually a transition to a previous question. Um, at the age of 13, I was working cleaning beer systems as a kid. That was my side gig while I was going through college and high school and stuff. I um, was working cleaning beer systems and I did that for about 13 years. Beer systems so, are like the taps and everything? Yeah, yeah. the beer taps and the soda, soda line systems. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that. So at a very early age, I had the inside on uh, 
restaurant, hotel, all the industry. And I just learned along the way. And I was like, man, I saw the bozos that had businesses. And I was like, I could do this shit. <laughs> That's how I became a realtor. <laughs> you know? You're like, this guy's doing this, making money? Come on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so then I was like, all right. Um, I started taking notes and learning. And anytime I had questions, I knew people that were managers, bartenders, servers, whatever it is, everyone from industry since I was 13 years old. And these are people I've known for eight, nine years. So I told them, I want to open a restaurant. So any questions you have, any any recipes, whatever, <laughs> like people were more than willing. So that's what I did. I knew zero about business. And I just asked the people that I grew up with that were involved in business. Hey, how do you do inventory? Hey, how do you do this? And everyone was just showing me along the way and took notes. And here we are now, 13 and a half years later. What do you think is one of the hardest parts of running this? Hardest part? Let me see. There's so many, you know, there's a rotation of hard parts. You know, sometimes it's staying relevant. Sometimes it's finding employees. Sometimes it's the taxes are going up. Sometimes it's you need to remodel. You don't have enough money. So there's a rotation of hard parts. But yeah, if you don't have the passion for it, you're not going to make it. That's why so many businesses fail. If you're someone who wants to just go and collect money and sit at home, a restaurant business is not for you. Um, you have to have passion for it, a thousand percent. You have to have passion for it because you're going to live here, which is why I make it feel like my home. <laughs> How is, what is it like to hire different employees, do different things, find everyone that's doing these things? You know, to manage people. So uh, managing people is tough because uh, er, you know every individual has their own egos and their own way of doing things. And you know nowadays you have to have certain sensitivities. You you have to speak a certain way, and you have to motivate a certain way. You have to lead a certain way. So it is difficult. Mm -hmm. um, it became more apparent after having to close during COVID for a little bit and then having to restaff coming back from it because it was like reopening again. Because I kind of forgot what that was like because we were open for 12 years before that happened. And then uh, so I ha already had a consistent staff. And even if somebody leaves, we kind of had the rotation in and out. So it was something that uh, I kind of had forgot how difficult it is. So you also learn to appreciate employees a lot more. And also to uh, pick out employees better. So it's definitely very difficult. But I mean, if you put in the work, anything difficult is possible, you know? What's your favorite thing about doing this? My favorite thing is I'm a people person and I enjoy seeing people that I've met. I have people that come that since I've noticed I was five years old come through here. So I love people coming in and out and. I, yeah, I really enjoy that. I'm a people person, so I enjoy having people throughout my whole history come in and out, say hello, come support, have a drink, have a, some food, see their families. I see their kids grow up. and So I enjoy that. I like creating, too. So it's nice creating the food and making partnerships with other people that are striving to do their own thing and you partner up with them and you grow together totally yeah 
I can tell you have a huge pride of ownership. I've always loved coming here. I think you guys yeah. have a vibe that is unmatchable, uncomparable to anything else. Appreciate it. And uh, the food's great. So I really appreciate the time today and I'm glad we could do this. Anytime. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. If you want to watch another My Chicago podcast, click here. If you want to see exceptional Chicago properties, click here. Thanks for watching.